ready to go? Oh, yeah. I've been recording for like 10 minutes. Oh, shit. Well, then, welcome to uh, Microphones of Madness. And we're playing Gangbusters, the BX edition. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we are down a player. Brian couldn't join us tonight. So we have Matt. Who are you playing? Uh, Whistler, a big thuggish guy with soft heart. All right. And Steve. Jimmy Lanaz Figaro. He's a uh, safe cracker driver. Not a very wise guy, though he's trying to become a wise guy. That's right. And last session, you guys uh, walked out into the rainy streets of the city um, with uh, broken glass crunching under your feet and the uh, smell of gunpowder still in your nose. As uh, you were in a shootout uh, and ended up helping officers Hauser and O'Brien, uh, who were execute, being about to be executed. By some men in black pretending to be federal agents. Right. One of them called the other one sport all the time. <laughs> Except they were they looked exactly alike. Exactly. It's they just... they were twins. One was left handed, one was right handed, lefty and righty. Creepy. Except the left handed one's called righty and the left hand and the right handed one's called lefty. Well they're not called anything now. <laughs> they're called six feet under. That's true. Um, an identified corpse one, an identified corpse two. Left hand corpse, right hand corpse. Wow. <laughs> they lay them out next to each other. Inside corpse and outside corpse. <clears throat> um. So Doc was injured in that fight. So uh, you guys take him back to the safe house, and Flo helps him recuperate. <sighs> Again. Again. Uh. Yeah. Doc does spend a lot of time bedridden. He's really good at getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, well, you should have been there last time when we both got our asses handed to us. <laughs> That's true. So what have we learned from this little exercise? Well, it looks like our erstwhile boss was had some people that... You think he hired those two guys? To I don't know, because he was saying that he really wanted to keep his, his uh, hands clean. Mm -hmm. Well, that would explain why he brought two outside hitters to do it. Right. But, but, these, we, but these match the description of Schultz's <laughs> hitters. Yeah, so when, and when we told him that uh, that his problem would be taken care of via, um, uh, not Ratso. Um, Schultz? No. What, what's Carlotta? Yeah, well, yeah, Carlotta had put, a, had put the hit out on that <coughs> by Schmidt. Right. No, Schmidty's my guy. Um, He's dead. Yeah, who's the guy we, we just had a... You were talking to Howard oh, O'Brien? It was Ratso. It was Ratso, my yeah. fault. Yeah, we yeah. returned his car. Yeah, so Ratso had, had you know, told us about the hit via Carlotta. I don't understand why Schultz would put a hit on these guys when he's evidently trying to pull up stakes and leave town. Why would he want to draw any attention to himself? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Seems like he just wants to collect up his money and leave. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should talk to Schultz if we can. I don't know how we would go about doing that. Um, either in a way that wouldn't be like painfully obvious, right? 
I mean, we um, could. Did y'all write down how much Cardone owes Schultz? It was like half a million, wasn't it? Yeah, it was way less than everybody else, if I remember right. Mm. Maroney owes quarter of a million. Maroney was the one that owed way less. That's right. right. I thought Card- then Cardone was the one that owed like 1.2 million or something crazy like uh, that. It's three quarters. Three, three quarters. quarters of a million. Okay. Which is still a fuck ton of money. Yeah, for the time period. It's like Bezos money. Yeah, these guys are, I mean, they're living well off of crime. They're willing, living well off of the efforts of young enterprising men like yourselves. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what the what the business is. The people who do the actual work don't make shit. Right. Um, and the other piece of information you were able to glean is no one is happy with the feds being in town. Right. Not even yeah. not even Hauser and O'Brien are happy. Right. Well, that's that was kind of a jurisdiction thing. It's true. As opposed to a interfering with business thing. Well, Hauser is pretty possessive of the city. Kind of strange that way. Hmm. Hmm. In fact, you've only heard one other person refer to it as my city. But that's yeah, be one of the gang leaders. No, it'd be Blackjack. Oh. But that's neither here I nor there. I never talked to him. That's neither here nor there. That's just like, you know, info dump information. So I presume you guys are in the hideout. Mm. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what our next move is going to be. I mean, he, Maroney still wants him humiliated, but I think we've pretty much done a lot toward that end. Were we supposed to meet the guy that was going to pay us? No, you were supposed to meet a guy who was going to have the answer to whether or not Maroney yes, was going to that pay was going to be at fucking flows, which is now shot up. Huh. But we can go. I mean, I guess to be honest, we should go back to flows because that's our normal routine. Just park outside and see if anybody shows up. Well, I mean, it's still shot up, but uh, it's getting close to dawn now. By the time you yeah. get back to the safe house, get docs set up, dust yourselves off. <coughs> Flo, they're abusing your, your establishment. Hmm. I mean, I guess the next thing is to like get a night, good night's rest and go back to the diner and wait wait to see if this guy's going to pay us or not. Yeah. That's every, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe like toss around a, a way or two. I guess the next thing we, we should do if we're still like humiliating Carbone or Cardone would be to like now start in on his wife. Yeah. Maybe make it easier for her to, to be the, uh, the one calling the shots and, and muscling him out. I just, you know what I'm saying? Um, we could start trying to take out some of Cardone's hitters. I mean, find out who's still loyal to him as opposed to her. Yeah, like that Ratzo guy probably is. He's uh, uh, he's loyal to her. Oh, is he? Okay. He told us that. He told us that um, that she's the one who wants to hit out, and that she's um, planning a big takeover. That's right. Yeah, he he all but said, "Yeah, I'm on her side." He's he sees her takeover as kind of inevitable. So we could we could probably ask him. Like if he knows who's loyal to to him or 
to uh, Cardone if we need to. You would have to do it carefully, though, because if we then immediately go and take out the loyalists, it would be pretty obvious what was going on. Well, I mean, it would be the lucky gang. Yeah, but I mean, if we were the one that's, that did the asking and then the lucky gang just coincidentally showed up and took out the very people we were asking about. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Boy, this secret well, identity uh, shit's tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? So are you guys going back to uh, back to flows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if we can get the feds breathing down uh, Cardone's neck more. Don't know. But uh, what I do know is as you get to flows, uh, the police tape is still up. And Mel, the cook, is uh, sweeping the floor. He's sweeping up all the glass, getting ready to mop up the blood, picking up all the napkins. This is the part you don't see after Pistol Opera. Uh, <laughs> he's he's standing there. He's got the broom. He's got to see him bend down every once in a while to get the dustpan. He's got his cook's apron on. It's all covered in uh, various um, eons of grease. It's like a, like a core sample. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a hand. Okay, you go up. Uh, he reaches down for the dustpan. You grab it, sweep some broken glass and shit, piece of salt shaker or something like that into the dustpan. Were you guys here last night? Mm, not when this happened. Oh, somebody shot Alice. Oh no, I, is she okay? I get here this morning for my shift. Oh no, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's freaking the fuck out. He was cooking last night. Says these guys came in and just started shooting up the place. There was a couple of cops. He said a couple, but three wise guys were talking with the cops. You guys hang out here all the time. I thought it might be you. Mm. They start well, shooting up the place. With cops. I, I don't know, man. All I know is three wise guys that fits the bill with you. And you're here every night. Almost. <laughs> There was a couple of weeks there where I couldn't, never saw you. Well, I'm, I'm glad you can confuse us with the wise guys, but um, we ain't quite there yet. But what needs to be done here? Ah, well, I still got to clean up. I got to get on the horn to somebody since Flo's gone. I got to get on the horn to somebody to fix up this glass. It's going to cost a fortune. I got to order some new napkin dispensers. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, all the they nickel and dime you to death if you're a small restaurateur. Mm. Oh, maybe you guys weren't here last night because uh, when I got here, there were a couple of envelopes that had uh, Jimmy's name on them. Uh, were there? Yeah. And uh, these envelopes, are they still on the premises? Of course. Of course. They, we wouldn't let the cops take them. They're not for, they have nothing to do with a couple of twins getting shot up. It's weird. They dress alike and everything. Twins getting shot. Hauser and O'Brien said there wasn't anybody here but them. So uh, I don't know what the cook's talking about. Alice, Alice took the day off. She's just too shocked. Yeah, you said she got shot, huh? Yeah, they hit her in the leg. Thank well, hope, hope, hopefully it wasn't her her uh, serving leg, huh? <laughs> yeah, she'll be out of work for a while. Like, you need a job waiting tables. <laughs> Maybe Doc can do it. He seems like a real uh, man of the people. Uh, he's sleeping one off. Y'all must yeah. have went at it pretty hard, huh? He did. Uh, he did, yeah. Doc got loaded. 
Uh, hang nah. on. Let me uh, let me get you those envelopes real quick. Mel goes behind the counter, opens the cash register, takes flips up the cash drawer, grabs them, closes the register, brings them both around to you. It's racing. <laughs> uh, one of the envelopes is plain, unmarked, except for the name Jimmy, written in block print. Uh, the other one says Jimmy Figaro, tight. Let's open the block print one first. Okay. Well, let's let's help clean up a little bit. And then All right. We'll go All right. Yeah. You guys spend a couple hours or so helping clean up. Uh, the place is pretty much back to normal. Mel is mopping up blood. He's going it <laughs> over it like two or three times because it's fucking blood in the middle of his diner. He's Flo's cousin, by the way. Yeah. Um, Flo runs the place because it's Flo's, but Mel... Since she likes to work the night shift, Mel works the day shift, runs the show during the day. Um, yeah, so the one in block print, <clears throat> you open it up. There's a, you know, nice, looks like an expensive piece of paper. Um, and it just says four words. You have I my love answer. You, Jimmy. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have, have my, my answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's all it says. No money, no nothing. No money, no nothing. Fuck him. <laughs> but I thought you said there were multiple envelopes. Just the one? Nope. There's multiple envelopes. One was block print. The other one was typed. What was the other one typed? Jimmy Figaro. Oh, did you open that one yet? No. I, I, I'm about to do that after I calm <laughs> the fuck down. Oh. <laughs> the thought dawns upon you both. That those guys weren't there to kill Hauser and O'Brien. Well, that's nice. He was meeting with those guys to kill us before he met with us. <laughs> nice. Class act. Yeah. Well, at least he bought me a steak and a potato. Hey, last meal. Tis. And all a right. cannoli. That was my cannoli. I know. I'm just throwing it in there. That's all I gave a shit about. And it was a good cannoli, too. So, once you catch your breath... The first thing I want to do is I want to get a shit ton of gasoline, go to the, and a cannoli, go to this fucker's house, burn it to the ground, and leave a goddamn cannoli with a note that says, fuck you, this is my answer. I'd probably be best if we actually killed him with whatever we're going to do. <laughs> he was trying to buy sand for his hourglass. I didn't have any. Mm. What's the other envelope? All right, you open it up, and inside uh, is another sheet of paper, just standard typing paper that you'd find in any office, and an ace of spades. The paper is also typed, and it has a note. Mr. Figaro and company, Cardone will be paying Schultz in full tomorrow night. A friend. Huh, I wonder who that is. What, did it's you get some that. ham and eggs while you were there? Clean it up the place? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you were sawing away at something. I was scratching my back. Oh, God. <laughs> Bust out this bad boy. Uh, Matt makes cartoon noises. Yeah, this is from that mass freak that accosted me the other day. I thought we were the ace of spades and he was the three of spades or clubs. Or He's something. the jack of spades. 
Oh, but he's being cute. Huh. It doesn't say where he's paying him back, does it? No. Maybe Schultz is coming over to meet him somewhere at one of Cardone's hangouts, although that seems kind of suicidal. No, but I think that if we went to, uh, I mean, we could drop the diet on on uh, Marone, right? We just got to do it without implicating us as the lucky gang. Drop the diet on Marone for what? For instigating all of this. Instigating is a crime. If they're mob bosses, they don't care about crimes. <laughs> I guess we just find out where this drop is happening. Yep, because mm-hmm. Cardone is moving $750,000 in cash. I'll say that again. He is moving, tomorrow night, he is moving $750,000 in cash. Well, that'd be nice to have. It would be nice to have. That's a sizable chunk of money. Yeah, but they're probably gonna, it's probably going to be pretty heavily guarded. It will. But do you think it'll be guarded enough for the feds? Well, I mean, maybe, but we don't even know where this meeting's going to happen at. Although, you could talk to your boy Ratso and say that Hauser and O'Brien figured out where this meeting is going to occur and are going to try and jump them there. And we could just follow Ratso to the meeting as he goes to try and take out Hauser and O'Brien. That won't be there. No, he'll just tell us to go and... Well, then he would tell us where the meeting is. That's true. The only problem is after that, if we do successfully disrupt the meeting, get away with money or whatever, we're going to have to circle back and take out Ratso too before he starts running his mouth about us. Or we can just preemptively take out Ratso. Oh, after he tells us? Yeah, that's true too. No, the big problem, I think, is if if this warning or clue or whatever came from blackjack do you really think he's gonna let us keep the money we're gonna get jumped by the fucking cape gang is he like one guy or does he actually have a gang of people as far as i know he's just one guy as far as anyone knows he's just one guy or he could be several guys acting as one guy Mm. well i guess we should just try and find out where it's gonna be yeah you do recall reading an article about uh, how Jack Bishop adopts people and they go missing after a while. He has a he has a habit of, of adopting wards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually wards. Well, his wards win awards, so. <laughs> I add child endangerment to the list of his crimes. <laughs> Um, all right, so I guess the best shot we have is to like try and bluff uh, Ratso into giving it up by dropping Hauser and O'Brien's name. Maybe we can use this to our advantage. Last night to our advantage, right? Is 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 last night's um, hit or failed hit? Is it anywhere in the papers? Um, the newsstands across the street. Uh, you go over there, check it out. Um, it's like buried on page three, down at the bottom column. You know, what does it say? Police shootout at local diner or at downtown diner. Does it mention anything about the twins? 
Uh, it just says two unknown gunmen attacked a pair of city detectives. Does it say that the unknown gunmen are dead? Uh, yes, it does. It says that they are dead uh, after the officers returned fire using a variety of calibers. <laughs> <laughs> so what say you that we hired these two goons who failed their attempt at getting Hauser and O'Brien mad at this work? I was going to say, how are you going to hire dead people? Well, no, I'm saying that we were the ones who hired them oh. to go after Hauser and O'Brien as opposed to Marone hiring them to go after us. I say we just burn down everything Marone owns. Yeah. Well, Maroney did mention that he also owns owes Schultz money. I wonder if maybe we do just need to go talk to Schultz. Obvious or not, I don't think that really matters, at least as far as Maroney's concerned anymore. Who cares what he thinks? What will we talk to Schultz about? Um, talk about, we could pin the death of those two twin hitters on... Uh, I'm Maroney. I'm Maroney. That's true. Rather than us. Say, we were just walking in to hang out, and Schulter, Hauser, and O'Brien were there along with two other of Maroney's men, and they got into a gunfight that shot the place up, shot our place up, our treasured diner up. <laughs> they you know, really take umbrage about it. The truth that, that Hauser and O'Brien were shaking us down. And those two came in, we thought, to take out Hauser and O'Brien. Mm -hmm. But then they started shooting at us. Or they started shooting at everybody. And then we show them the note from Maroney. <clears throat> mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they used your boys to do his dirty work and got them killed. All right. Let's go and talk to Schultz. Okay. Uh, you guys remember... We've actually met Schultz before. Yep, you out. have met Schultz before, briefly. Uh, you remember the drop-off house, so you drive there. Uh, as you get there, you see an expensive car parked out front. In fact, it's a car you've seen before. In front of where? In front of the drop house that you where you met Schultz. Before uh, we go into Schultz's thing, I'm going to buy some duct tape. I was going to put a potato in it. <laughs> no, I, I had a different different reason for this. Um, you get some duct tape. I'm going to, uh, um, around my uh, forearm underneath my jacket, I'm going to duct tape my brass knuckles to where if I get patted down, they can't be felt. Okay. And then I'm going to wrap some around my midsection with my uh, pistol like this on my chest so I can reach, just tear into my shirt, pull the gun out in case they take our guns away from us and then try to cross us inside. All right. Can I borrow um, duct tape? Yeah. I will do the same for my pistol. It was invented in 1899. I just want to double check. <laughs> oh yeah. I do. Make sure I was historically accurate. I do want to like stick something up the uh, tailpipe of my car though. Whose car is that? Is that Car Cardone's? Cardone's yeah. or his kids or his wife's. No, it's his wife's car. It's Carlotta's it's, car. Oh. It's a Cardone car. But let's let's. Uh, oh, uh, she doing the driver's, so is the driver still in it? Do I have to Axel Foley this? Um, yes, the driver is still in it, so you will have to Axel Foley this. Uh, I'm gonna call that. <laughs> All right, somewhere you find a potato. 
corner grocery, something like that. They look at you real straight. Bodega. Say it with me. Bodega. <laughs> they look at you funny for buying one potato. I just had a craving. But, you know, they, they take the couple of pennies or whatever it is for this one potato, and you make your way to Schultz's house. I presume you drove past and then went and did these errands and then came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car's still there. Uh, you see the large figure of Carlotta's driver sitting in the driver's seat. Um, the engine is not running. Well, I got that going. Uh, so to insert this potato into his tailpipe, uh, give me give me a quickness save. All right. Can I get a, a driver bonus? <laughs> driver bonus. Okay. As it is car. It is car related. It is car related. Oh Lord! I'll give you. I'll give you half of that. I'll give you okay. half of that since you are disabling an automobile. That is two. That's a fa- uh, yeah. That's two. It's a All right. two bonus. Okay, you can do this. Die. You can do this. Cross your fingers. You cannot do this. I rolled a ten. Um. Yeah. So you 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 want you. Think you're getting up all sneaky, like behind the car, and you go to put the data, and you hear the the car door close. <sniffs> hey, what are you doing back there? You got a little bit of something on your uh, on your fender back here. I was just gonna wipe it off. It's such a nice car. Hey, I know you. You was at the you was at the bank the other day. Yeah, and I'm here now. What'd you say your name was? I didn't. All right. Well, I'm Victor. Victor, nice to meet you. I'm Lanaz. I wasn't in a good mood the other day when I met you, so I apologize if I was untoward. That's okay. We all have bad days. May I interest you in a potato? (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of (laughs) hungry. Then he just bites into it. I do like a good raw potato. Weird. Yeah, who doesn't like a good raw potato? That'd be un-Irish. <laughs> we don't eat raw potatoes. That's our test. Well, that's Pat. bad anthropology there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jimmy. That's bad anthropology there, Jimmy. Well, it was nice to finally get your name. Now, if you, if you don't mind, we need to go and discuss something with Mr. Schultz in there. Ah. All right. Well, you know, it's none of my business. Thanks for the potato. Not a problem. <laughs> know where they make a mean potato? What is that? Flo's Diner. They'll even fry it for you. No, I like them like this. Reminds me to <laughs> boat over. Who's <laughs> out there? Who's <laughs> on the boat I was on? Um... So are we going to go in or what? Yeah, without further ado. <laughs> okay, fella. Enjoy the potato. <laughs> yeah. He's got like, you know, potatoes can be kind of watery. He's just got like potato juice running down his chin. <laughs> Jimmy's like sweating. He takes out a handkerchief. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Something's off about that guy. <laughs> that was a big dude. <laughs> Good thing he likes potatoes. Yeah. All right. You get up to the door. Uh, ring doorbell, knock on door. Um, okay. Uh, give me observation saves to both of you. Oh, boy. 
I don't want to use this die again. Fucker. Oh no, this is even worse. Nerp. Hold on. I need to, I need to get some, some reinforcement. You should be able to make this one, man. Observations like this is best save. I rolled a five. Jesus. I can't make anything if I roll a five. And that's just how it works. Jesus Christ! As Smitty would say. Alright. Grabbing some different 20s. What about Matt? No, not a chance at all. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you see the door? It opens. This only goes as far as the chain. Uh, what you don't see is the doorman has a 45 level directly at your at midsection. I didn't see that. I know. I'm just that's that's for cinematic effect. Ah. Um. What do you want? You need to talk to the boss, Schultz. Why? He's busy with someone. Yeah, it's important. It's about that that fucking hit last night. Hold on. Closes the door. You guys are standing outside like doofuses for uh, probably like 15, 20 minutes. Door opens back up. Should have kept my damn potato. Are you armed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put them in the mailbox. I put my holdout in the mailbox. Yeah, I'll put a revolver in the mailbox. Okay. Put your guns in the mailbox. The door closes. You hear the chain rattle. Door opens again. Uh, the guy's standing there by the door. He's got kind of... He's he's standing in such a way where you can see that in his left hand, he's holding the doorknob, and that's he's partially covered behind the door. And in his right hand, he has he has the pistol. Uh, as you enter, you notice that side room that leads to the living room uh, where you guys went in and met Schultz the night you dropped off the money. There's a guy with a Tommy gun sitting there. He's eyeing you up. And uh, you think out of the corner of your eye, you saw a guy with a shotgun cross the hall directly in front of you. But he moved kind of quick, so you're not really sure. Boss says, wait in the living room until this is over. And then he'll talk to you. Sorry, uh, you guys sit down. Uh, there's another guy sitting on the couch across from you. He's like, do you guys want a coffee or anything? Oh, that'd be excellent. Oh, okay. Go get him a coffee. Guy hurries out of the room, comes back a little while later. He's got three steaming cups of black coffee. Guy across from you grabs it before it even hit, before the tray hits the table. Okay. <laughs> the coffee any good? Yeah, coffee's great. It's a damn good cup of coffee. Why don't you uh, Irish this up a little bit? A little bit of potato in this thing. Ah! Guy across from you reaches into his coat and says, I got you covered. And he reaches across with a silver flask. That's not a potato. And the uh, as it gets closer to you, it's the distinctive alcohol profile of a good rye. Hits your coffee cup with a nip. Reaches over to uh, Whistler. Uh, no thanks, I'm on the job. Fair enough. Brings it back to himself, takes a big swig, then dumps a healthy portion into his coffee before putting it back in his pocket. But he seems a little tense here today. Ah, 
Not really. Just an important visitor. It's a big day. Schultz is Schultz is retiring. Nah. One of the reasons why we're here. Well, Mazeltov. He throws back his coffee like he's taking a shot. So uh you would think on his retirement day he would have uh better company than uh Carbone's wife. Oh well, you know, I don't know Carbone. why she came to talk to him. I mean, her husband owes the boss a bunch of money. Mm. Maybe she's trying to disentangle herself from her husband. Yeah, well, you know, where I come from, those vows say, till death do us part. I don't know about all that. The gentleman straightens his tie. But um, it is strange that she would just show up here in the middle of the day. (laughs) I guess time will tell, huh? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. All I can tell you is that... uh, the balance of power is getting ready to change in the city with Schultz leaving. That's for sure. He doesn't have a successor? Not formally. From what I understand, he's closing up shop and going right back to the fatherland or whatever he calls it. Hmm. I suppose Germany's nice this time of year. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, it's still winter over there. I can't imagine. Maybe he's going skiing, but last time I went skiing, it was in Switzerland. So I really don't know. Maybe he's got a summer house somewhere. Or winter house. Oh, yeah, winter house. Exactly. Have you gentlemen ever been to Morocco? No. Lovely place. Lovely place. Uh, you really need to go uh, if you ever get a chance. I don't know what kind of line of work you gentlemen are in, but um, yeah, well, if you get a chance to go to Morocco, do it. Beautiful well, country. We're, we're here. So I guess that kind of gives away what our line of work is, huh? Possibly. I didn't want to assume. <laughs> I mean, you could be just customers. Schultz loans money to a lot of people. Not us. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure I could put in a good word for you if uh, a cash outlay is what you're looking for. Well, not if he's retiring and he doesn't have a, uh, a successor. Ah, well, this is true. This is true. There's this guy again. Just he never some, gave his name. He's just a sir. very well-dressed man sitting across. He's wearing a, um, a very expensive Italian-cut suit with a bright red tie. Um, do you, I'm going to ask him, do you work for Schultz? You could say that. Okay. And about that time, while you're checking this dude out, uh, you hear what sounds like angry voices from down the hall. Uh, mm. Stomping of heels on tile. Mind this, Otto. Things in this town are about to change for the better. And you should think about sticking around and seeing it. Because it's going to be better for all of us. I promise. Uh, and you hear Schultz snap something back in German. Ah, but I speak German. So do I. Oh, you both speak German? Mm-hmm. Um, it's get out of my house, you crazy sow. I, I don't let on that I understood what was said. Uh, the gentleman across the seat covers his mouth. He's snickering lightly. Does this happen often? Only with her. They hate each other. Schultz and hmm. uh, Boss Schultz and Carlotta. Why was she here in, anyway? I don't know. But she came in, demanded to see him. And this is what happened. It's great. <laughs> it's what <laughs> always happens. What was she thinking? And uh, you hear the door slam 
and uh, Schultz comes into the living room, mopping his brow with a tissue, heads straight for the crystal decanters, pours, well, he takes like a, a, a highball glass, essentially, and fills it with whiskey. Comes over and plops on the couch and just start. I mean, just drinks it like he's drinking juice. I tell you, Herr Valentine, that woman will be the death of me. But you're no, almost we at retirement. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but you're almost at retirement, boss. She's not going to kill you that fast. If you only knew. If you only knew. Ah, who are our guests? Um, Vito let them in. They said they needed to talk to you. And uh, I said it was fine. Ah, very good, very good. I recognize you two. You you dropped off the money for Cardone. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you uh, you find gentlemen going to be taking care of uh, delivering his final shipment, his final payment? Um, no, I don't believe that's us, sir. If he asks us, we will. Oh. We're, here on, we're here on different business. Ah, yeah, well, please, please, if you do, please join us for cards. Okay, thank you for the invitation. We We always have a lively game the night of these uh, these drop-offs. Oh, good to hear. Yeah, it's really one of the few times I can get all the boys together in one room. <laughs> Isn't that right, Valentine? <laughs> yeah, that's right, boss. They, uh, they get real busy collecting. So uh, what is it that you wanted to see me for? Well, now there's two things. Uh, <laughs> the the first is though. Hey, um, you drinking coffee? I'll get you some more coffee. Would you like some more coffee? Oh no, one, one cup is is enough for me. Or I'll I'll be uh, using the facilities constantly. Valentine says, "Well, I'll take another." Hey, get all these guys some more coffee. Make it snappy. I'm, I'm sorry, gentlemen. What 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 is it that I can do for you? Well. Last night, a couple of your, your boys, your, your button men, were found dead in a diner. The twins. He starts for a moment, sits back on the couch, and rubs the bridge of his nose like he's trying to remember. He's, oh, those two guys. Mm-hmm. I fired them. Oh. I called them down here to look for the Lucky Gang. They couldn't find shit. So I, I shit-canned their asses. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe... Maybe they went freelance, try to find bus fare on the way home, because I sure as hell didn't pay them. Well, we know who did. What, they got another job? Well, uh, it seems like uh, Marone, Maroney uh, took them on. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they, I do, they did come to me highly uh, recommended. Um, you know, maybe Maroney is, uh, is the... Uh, Discerning type. He likes men of caliber and skill. He sent him out after two cops, and their last known uh, employer would be you. He sent him after two cops. Hauser and O'Brien? Correct. <laughs> and uh, the coffee arrives by the time he actually finishes laughing at that statement. He sits back, wipes the tears from his eyes. Uh, grabs the coffee, dumps the rest of the highball glass into his coffee, starts drinking. You can't kill Hauser and O'Brien. Apparently not. I've tried to kill Hauser and O'Brien at least seven times. Well, they tried, and they tried to use your, your guys or your ex-guys to do it. Ah, uh, yeah, but they're not going to be able to pin me on that on me. 
Probably not. Both of those guys are dead. Well, both of them are dead. I read that in the paper. Sounds like Hauser and O'Brien uh, cleaned their clocks yet again. <laughs> they are super cops. Apparently. <laughs> World's <laughs> finest, apparently. When they're not getting their car stolen. Yeah, I wonder who did that. That was a good laugh, too. That was pretty funny. Oh, I love I loved this town. I really do. I'm going to miss it. Um, if you don't mind me asking, why are you leaving? Oh, um, there's a hot new political thing going on over there. I'm really into it. So, uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I figure they need some money. I got plenty of money over here. Maybe I can go over there and be just as successful. Oh, oh. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. I've got I've got lots of experience doing lots of different things. I have, I'm sure I could find a place for myself, just like I did here. Why Why don't you want to stay here anymore? I don't understand. Like I said, I'm really into this hot new political thing. I got you. Um, well, I was gonna say something about having all your eggs in one basket during a delivery, where the the woman who you just kicked out of your house knows where you're going to be. But uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Now it's like, yeah, you all deserve to die. <laughs> and he's being so nice and hospitable, too. I'm not going to save the proto-Nazis. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what? What? Uh, anything else you need to tell me? I mean, those hitters aren't going to be traceable to me. I'm... I'm yeah, I appreciate the concern, guys, but... We were just... thought we, you would be interested in knowing. Oh, um, it's fine, it's fine. Had nothing to do with me. Has, but uh, but has Maroney been, is an idiot if he thinks he's going to be able to take down Hauser and O'Brien. Mm. What's the bounty, do you know? Uh, I heard it was $10,000. Woo! He has really upped the scale. I only paid those guys... I only offered those guys five to find the lucky gang. <laughs> It's like he's making so much. It's like he's burning money over there, which I'll be glad Could to get be, his money back too. Do you have a meeting set up with him as well? Well, I, for personal and privacy concerns, I can't really divulge the itineraries of my client clients when they pay their bills. True. As you are accustomed with my method of delivery, the word gets out. You guys could have been street pizza. True. True. That's true. Well, when's this poker game? Oh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. We got, uh, got a, well, I can't tell you that part. That would be against what I just said. But, uh, yeah, we should be meeting up back here about 12.30, 1 o'clock. Ah, get the well, cards shuffled up. Perhaps we'll be here. Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. It would oh. be nice just to lay back and play a game for once instead of just always humping. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I like guys who have initiative and whatnot. Gwen says hello. Hey, Gwen. <laughs> I, I can't hear the apple. Oh, hold on. Oh, <laughs> the seeds were rattling around inside the apple. It's probably a worm. Well, we're about to find out. Um. So yeah, tomorrow night. Well, actually, you know, Thursday morning. Whatever, you know, all the days run together after a while. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, be there, be square. 
Valentine will be here. Ah. I warn you, though, bring money. He's good. He's cleaned me out more than once. Yeah, well, well, hopefully you'll find a final solution to, uh, oh God. to, to that <coughs> little conundrum. Ah, it's just a matter of luck. Just a matter of luck. Mm. And Saron gasped. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Oh. Well, I guess uh I guess that concludes my business here. Yeah. I won't take up any more of your time, sir. Ah well, you gents have a good afternoon. You too, thanks for meeting with us. Yes, Sparky, thank you. Show them out. Oh, you didn't touch your coffee. Oh, I'm fine. You sure? Yeah. All right. It's uh, well, I hate to see it go to waste. And he starts drinking you, you guys' cups of coffee. It's a wow. We stay up a lot. We don't sleep much. <laughs> Apparently so. I bet. All right, so you guys are escorted out of the house. Can we get our guns back? Uh, yeah, the guns are still in the mailbox. Oh, cool. Right where you left them. Um, that wasn't as productive as I would have liked. No, but we do know they're coming back here after the drop, and the drop is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So where do you go? Can't go back to Flo's. It's been shot up. It's not going to be open for a while. Yeah. No, I mean, we could go to the corner. Okay, go to the corner. We can try and ingratiate ourselves into the money drop on the Cardone side. Yeah. And then just turn on everybody. Yeah, I don't feel bad about ripping any of these fucks off. No. All right, so when y'all went up to the corner, what'd you do? Did you get in the car and just drive up to the corner, or did you walk? How far is the corner away from me? It's pretty far. Uh, it's probably about a couple blocks. No, no, no. no. Corner yeah. of two main roads. Yeah, remember last time we had to take a cab. Yeah. Oh, the blue corner? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I thought you meant like the corner of the street. No, yeah. sorry. Blue corner. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> you guys walk into the blue corner. Uh, several people eating lunch. Uh, you know, you notice the fancy business suits, things like that. Maybe folks from the office buildings. Um, think you recognize a couple of council people, that sort of thing. You know, because it's a happening spot, so it it's happening for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and after dinner. Um, you notice that uh, behind the bar, there where there's usually bottles of booze, mm-hmm. uh, there's a series of large mirrors. Mm-hmm. Would, does it look as if there would be a a void behind those mirrors? Um, yeah, it looks like they're just co- they're covering up the booze with the with the mirrors. Oh. Uh. Wonder if the treasury has been through recently. There's a guy on stage playing the piano. They always get the best entertainment here. Uh, Mr. Ogabe is behind the bar as usual. Boys! Ogabe, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. What brings you about during the light of day? Nothing to do. Nothing to do? Well, what can I get you, boys? I'll have an iced tea. Mm-hmm. Long Island variety? Are we allowed that? We gotta take a look at the mirrors. Don't worry. Nah, regular's fine. It is the day. Okay. I'll just take coffee if you have some ready. Okay. He pours a cup of coffee back with a iced tea. Anything else? Sandwich? Steak and yeah. eggs? How, how does that coffee compare to, to the sh- coffee they gave you at Schultz's? Mm, not as good. Well, you know, I hear he buys it directly from Jamaica. 
Ah, tasted like it's it. It's one of the ways one of the ways Maroney gets his uh gets his liquor shipments in. Come on, uh, guys, you knew all this. Of course, of course. I look over it. Jimmy kind of shrug a little like mm-hmm. <laughs> Did not know that. In the coffee. That that's the kind of coffee where like the uh the monkeys eat it and shit it out, and they have to follow the monkeys around to get the beans, right? No, no. He he orders like tons of coffee, and they just pack the booze in around the coffee. I know that. I'm talking about the coffee itself. They pack the they pack the booze around the coffee to disguise the coffee. No, come on, guys, you're fucking with me now. <laughs> we have we have we have. Members of the city council here. You can't fuck with me that hard, all right? All right, all right. Because I have had a Long Island iced tea for lunch. Ah, one of those kind of days. Mm. Maybe it's parents that eat the coffee. What? They got the, this this coffee, right? It's supposed to be really good. It's expensive. Mm. So the parents on this island, they eat the coffee beans, right? Mm-hmm. But they can't digest them. Okay. So they shit out the coffee whole. Okay. They gather the shit coffee, roast it, grind it up, and sell it to tourists. It's expensive. It's supposed to be this great coffee. Mm, nah, I don't think that's the coffee it is. I don't know. What kind of coffee is that? Out of character? Sure. Isn't that a South American coffee where the... Get the beans that have been cycled through a monkey's digestive tract. Yeah, it's a Kopi Luwak. Yeah. Mm, never heard of it. Uh, it's a civet. It's like a big rodent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Asian. My fault. Wrong islands. It's Sumatra and, and Java. Ah. And, and some of the Philippines. Oh, is that yeah. where the, the civet is? Yeah. Isn't it like a big capybara looking thing? No, it's a small little like uh What the hell am I thinking like of? A, um what do you call it? Uh um a loris or something. I thought it was like a ferret. Looks like a fucking loris or a ringtail. Okay. Well it is in the uh Feliaformia suborder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today on Science Friday. <laughs> coffee and Wrong part of the world. Sorry. Got my tropical paradises mixed up. <laughs> right, right. But still, we have city council people here. Doesn't matter how Schultz gets his coffee. Holy or- shit. Literally. You can get it for $400 plus free shipping on Amazon. Nice. It's <laughs> a bargain at half the price. For a pound. <laughs> wow. I'll just take Folgers, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's some expensive shit. All right. Not even Schultz buys that coffee. Though. Wow, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know, it looks like a cross between a ferret and like a ringtail. <laughs> it's kind of like a. Uh, it's kind of like the um, the the badger dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a badger dog. All right. Yeah. I got I got members of the council around here, so it really doesn't matter all that stuff. So you guys are just bored, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess Ratso should be coming by here. He might have some work. I don't know. 
Oh, that's good. That's always has all the say. all the high mm-hmm. level soldiers are scrambling around doing something crazy. I don't know what's where, going on. Where are they scrambling around at? Do you know? I don't know. Whatever it is, is big. They don't tell me. Mm. So it must be uh, even more illegitimate than some of the stuff I'm privy to. But you didn't hear that from me. Ever. Never do. Yeah, we'll just wait around for Ratso, see if he's got anything happening. I'll take a sandwich if you got one back there. Yeah, yeah. He makes you up a sandwich. Excellent. I don't think I'm ever going to drink coffee again until I try some of this civet shit coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. I was picturing some sort of nutria-like creature (laughs) eating coffee beans. Mm. And pooping them out. Um. No, and the poor guy who goes along behind him. Yeah, what a job that would be. Civet Wrangler. Bet that motherfucker doesn't make enough money to to offset four hundred dollars a fucking pound. Oh no, probably, I'm, I'm quite sure that's not fair trade. He probably does it out of a sense of civet duty. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh Brian's not here, so you had to do it, huh? <laughs> Brian, it's, an, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you guys do sit there for a little while. Uh, Ratso comes in. He comes up between the two of you. Hey, guys. Ratso. What brings you out this way so early? Bored. Mm. Got other people trying to muscle in on your hits. I heard about that. I heard about that. That's, uh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. The biggest unfortunate thing is. They did it in our fucking our home base. Yeah. They shot up flows? They mm-hmm. shot up fucking flows. That's the place? Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to I'm hear sorry that. Is that why were. you guys are over here eating, eating Ogabe slop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Can't get our ham and eggs at a proper joint. Flows is a good spot. I'll give you that. I've eaten there a couple of times. Anyway. So, what do you mean you're bored? You got nothing to do. I mean... Well, now that somebody else tried to take out H and B, we figured they're on high alert. So that's that's down the tubes. Yeah, yeah. With the feds looping all over around the warehouse, there hasn't been much work. Period. Yeah, now we hear that Schultz is pulling out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, said I'd be one less boss in the city. So the north side, somebody's gonna have to take it over. Word yeah, on the street I- is word on the street is it might be that guy Valentine. You ever heard of him? Hmm, sounds familiar. Who's he? Ah, he's tall fellow, real sharp dresser. Always wears a blood red tie. What's his deal? What's his deal? I, I don't know. I think he's like like well educated. Went to some university over in Europe, over on the continent somewhere. Maybe, maybe in the UK. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he just comes back and just sidles right up to Schultz. And uh, next thing you know, he's like second in command. How long ago was that? Oh, probably about five years ago. How's your girl taking that? Taking what? Valentine? Yeah. Well, you know. She's got uh, designs, doesn't she? She's got designs, but uh, Schultz's territory really isn't in what she's interested in. She wants the whole city. Valentine will, Valentine will bend the knee. He's uh he's real sharp like that. He he knows what's good for himself. He's a loyal retainer, but uh without 
Without Schultz around, he'll be looking for a new boss, I'm sure. Unless he becomes the boss, right? You just said that he's he's next in line, right? Uh, more or less. More or less, but, you know, he's you shrewd. Can, he's a shrewd businessman. He'll, he'll she understand. can take him. Well, I mean, I don't know. Valentine's not uh, not an easy guy to take down. Mm. Schultz tried to do it himself. Think maybe that's why he's packing up and leaving? Nah. Nah, he's he's going back to Germany for something. I don't know. Don't care. Takes a lot of money to pull out, though, doesn't it? Schultz got all the money. You know this. Well, not all of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, there had to be you know, this place. He owned part of this. So, uh, you know, he had to get bought out. I think those arrangements have been made. And as soon as he says those arrangements have been made. More more water. (laughs) uh, As soon as he says those arrangements have been made, uh, Carlotta and Victor come stomping into the room. Uh, Speak of the devil. She slumps onto a bar stool and she's like, Ogabe, give me a whiskey. Mrs. Cardone, we don't we don't serve whiskey. Oh, do you think I honestly? Do you think I honestly give two shakes about Councilman Stevenson over there? I mean, I've got him on appointments for three weeks now. Every other day, they are not going to turn me in for drinking during the day. Now, get me my damn whiskey. Ogabe kind of like hangs his head a little bit, and yes, ma'am. And he goes off to the back. Uh, Victor, standing behind her, looks totally exasperated. Uh, waiter, can you send that man a potato? <laughs> no, nah, she's like slumps down like a bar stool over from you, Jimmy. Time to turn on that charm. Yeah. <laughs> All that charm. Ogabe comes back with the, with the whiskey, puts it in front of her and scurries off. Yeah, Finishes himself I, I, with like wiping the counter in I've a got spot one. that's already clean. I uh, pours Whistler that's another cup of coffee. Slide the money over for for her drink. You do know I own part of this place. Yeah, but you still gotta keep the till balanced, right? That's just good business. Ogabe didn't ring this up. Oh, it's cold near. Is it cold near? Is it just me? It's really cold near. <laughs> wow. Well, if you don't mind me saying, Mrs. Cardoni, you look like someone uh, took a leak in your cornflakes. Thought you could use some cheering up, a nice gesture from someone, but obviously I was mistaken. She drains the glass, turns it upside down, slams it onto the bar, and says, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you to talk to me? I'm a customer in your establishment, that is all. Forget I even said anything. Do you know who the fuck I am? Uh, She gets up. She gets up. (laughs) It is like, has crossed the gulf between you in like three steps. And she's like, like, not like right up in your face, but she's pretty close. She's like, I am Carlotta fucking Cardone. And soon I will own this entire city and probably Uh, your ass. This is the wisdom of three talking. Yes, apparently you are Carla fucking Cardone. Oh boy. What's your name? 
doesn't matter. It's not Carla. It's not Carla fucking Cardone. Well, guess what? It's mud now. Victor, Victor, who is leaning on the bar. He's, as I said, Victor is a very large man. And you see his chest broaden, pull his suit tight as he breathes this like sigh. Uh, and he walks over and he says, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You don't have to ask me twice, Mr. Potato Head. Come on now. We don't have to be like that. No, you tell your fucking animal over here that I have to pay for my drinks here, not pay for the fucking congressmen who are drinking them, and I and I leave. You're just going to let him fucking leave like that? What do I pay you for, you worthless sack of shit? And, I mean, she is just, like, reading him the riot act as you guys leave. Um, I, I was just going to stay there. I didn't say right, anything. Well, as... I was going to just watch and see what happens. All right. Jimmy kind of stomps off out of there. And uh, Ratso, who she hasn't noticed yet, <laughs> it looks over at you and it's like, Whoosh. I like Ratso. I just kind of like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he just, said, you guys want to talk? I'll meet you in the back alley. Sure, just got and sleepy. he just like, he's, it's almost like it's almost like Ratso is a magician in training. Is he says, "I'll if you guys want to talk, I'll see you in the back alley." And he just like disappears. I'm gonna keep my head down and finish my sandwich. Okay, <laughs> you keep your head down and, and finish the sandwich, and 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 Carlotta Cardone just does not stop. Mm-hmm. She she is just all on. She if Victor was large enough, she would just crawl up his ass literally and claw her way up out of his mouth. The, the the berating she is giving him. And he's just like, he looks, he looks over and, you know, there's like, you catch, catch his glance in a side eye and he just like, looks like, why did I take this job? <laughs> I hate this job. And you finish your sandwich and it's good. Are out there? Um, yeah, you stomp off and, uh, yeah, you see your car. Parked up the street a little ways. She was not happy that she had to walk half a block. Do I want to disable the car or do I just want to take the fucking car? <laughs> I'm going to just take out a spark plug. Okay. Uh, you pop the hood and uh, manage to finagle a spark plug out. It's tough, but you do it. Now you have a spark plug. <laughs> Uh, you hear from half a block of, ow, what was that? A spark plug. Hey, you know, from where your vantage point is, he's looking up at the building, like trying to figure out where the spark plug came from that just hit him in the head. (laughs) Poor Victor. (laughs) Poor Victor. (laughs) Uh, you're done with your sandwich, Whistler. Okay. Um, Gonna sip my coffee and listen to Carlotta rant some more until she calms down. Oh, she doesn't show any sign of calming down anytime soon. Okay, then I'll just sort of quietly get up and leave. In fact, in fact, the only pause she takes between words is uh, to pound back the whiskey that Ogabe just keeps sliding onto the bar. Oh, that's gonna help. Okay, I'm gonna leave. Okay, you leave. Whistler standing out by their car no i'm um oh well 
And he's kind of pacing up and down the sidewalk. Trying to shake my head at Wrestler or at uh, Jimmy. She's still at it. She's going to be at it for a while. She's going to give herself a hemorrhage. I took the spark plug out of her, out of the engine. <laughs> I guess we should go talk to Ratso. Yeah, either that or we just find a nice vantage point. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk to Ratso. I ain't right. going back there, though. No, nah, he said he was behind the building in the alley. Uh, you make your way back to the back alley. Uh, you see Ratso leaning up against the wall, uh, smoking a cigarette. <clears throat> Excuse me. He sees you and nods. Mm. As you get closer, he's like, She's on a tear today. You said it. Nice future you're back in there, Ratso. Hey, I don't want to end up like those two guys over at Flows. <laughs> Terrible what happened to them. Yeah, any, you know anything about them? Nah. That's weird, because, uh, you know, Carlotta put the hit out on, on Hauser and O'Brien, and these two guys come to take the job. Mm. You don't but, know who they are? What's that? And you don't know who they are? Nah, man. I've never seen him before. I mean, I'd heard about them being the two guys that uh, Schultz brought in from New York, but they didn't find a lucky gang. Schultz cut them loose. <laughs> it was a bit of a concern for a while. You had two couple of pissed off hitmen working the streets. <laughs> Not anymore. Nope. And that's what I heard. I heard Hauser, Red Hauser and O'Brien just took them down. Those guys are fucking super cops. Yeah. That, now you see why we got to get rid of them? I'd be more worried about the feds breathing down your ass, but... Well, like I said, they got nothing that ties it to us. Hmm. That they just showed up was a coincidence, but all they found was a warehouse full of booze, no paperwork or anything. In fact, we never even changed the deeds over. It still got Maroney's name on it. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> well, good. Speaking of Maroney, you ever, you ever heard how he got that warehouse? Something about his father. Yeah, you know his father used to be was was also Salvatore Moroni, mm-hmm. and that was his warehouse. And then Salvatore Salvatore Moroni washes up somewhere near the ocean. Pop pop, and uh, next thing you know, Salvatore Moroni is still the boss. So what are you saying? He's killed his own father. Oh yeah, that's kind of creepy. At least that's the word on the street, anyway. Lovely guy. What about his brother? Mm. Brother? Brother never knew anything about it. Well, how do you know about it, but his fucking brother doesn't know about it? Is the guy just like a total meathead? Well, he was kind of a meathead. Now he's just a head without meat, right? Ha <laughs> That's good, Jimmy. I like it. And it's so true. And it's mm. so very true. Word on the street is you still have that head, huh? Nah, nah. We, uh, we had somebody toss it out in front of Maroney's place. <laughs> that guy got caught. That's one of the reasons I had openings for your pal Smitty. Come again? Oh, the guy who did the, the work got caught? Oh, yeah, he got caught. They haven't found him yet. <clears throat> Knuckles was there. He was watching. So Smitty was doing uh was doing wet work? No, 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 no. I used the guys to pack and load at the warehouse to run little odd jobs here and there. He didn't know what was in the box. Gotcha. He thought it was a gift of a hat or something. Maybe some money. Who knows? That was his one of his rules. Never look in the box. Probably a wise rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless you get someone like Maroney on the receiving end of that box. He don't give a shit. Nope. He'll shoot the messenger, 
the fucking guy who told the messenger, the guy who gave the message to the guy who told the messenger, just for shits and giggles. That guy's a fuck. He is. He is. He's a class A fuck. Why are you so angry at him? What did he ever do to you? You guys are freelance, right? Mm-hmm. We had a couple of jobs for him, and he ripped us off. We never got paid. I've heard about that. About you, Ratto. No matter what kind of shit you have us do, we always get paid. Well, except for that last job, because uh, you didn't actually come back with any money. But uh, well, no, you did come that. back with my car, so that was the important part to me. Mm. So what's this I hear is about you looking for work? Well, like I said, you always pay. And now that we that that uh that little uh Hauser and O'Brien thing is kind of on the cool end for a while, we still need something to do. Yeah. Well, I know uh tomorrow night, all right, we got this uh this thing. Nobody's telling nobody anything about it. Just hush, hush. But some kind of big meeting going down in city center. Hmm. And it's kind of like an all hands on deck situation. What do you need? Muscle? They got muscle. They got soldiers. They got everything. They got everything. They, they got the fucking duty roster from the cops and we're paying off the beat guys. I don't know what is going on. Whatever it is, it's big. Somebody's moving money and muscle around from the top. And where will we come in? Well, there's... Option A or option B. I feel like I'm at a Chinese restaurant here. I'd like to see the menu. Option A. Strap up. Go down to the city center as one of Boss Cardone's guys. Keep an eye on like a half a block or something like that. Be a lookout. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Option B. For some reason, Carlotta is putting together her own uh, group of guys. Uh, Won't say what for, but uh, they're meeting up. Near the city center as well, but uh, not interfering with whatever the boss has going. Like I said, you got option A, you got option B. What does option B entail? Don't really know, to tell you the truth. Honestly, I don't think option B is going to be on the menu. After, not for you. Not after that shit. Option A sounds interesting. How far away? What do you mean how far away? Probably, you know, I mean, they're meeting by the fountain. In city center, that's all I know. He's mm. gonna have a few of his most trusted men with him. One of them was not me, the fucker. Well, you're gonna be on option B, right? Well, of course I'm gonna be at option B. You don't stiff me like that. But um, that's okay. I didn't even have to choose because I was already assigned to the Mrs. Security detail, and I'm glad for it too. I'm fine with being a lookout. Yeah. Yeah, we got to make sure Hauser and O'Brien don't show up. The fucking feds don't show up. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, Lucky Gang don't show up. You know, things get real hot real fast. Hey, mm-hmm. God, the feds show up. Am I right? <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Well, this is all hush-hush, right? So no one knows about it. It's all exactly what's going down. Nobody knows. I don't even know. Pretty much the inner, inner circle, Cardone's hand-picked guys, they know the score. The rest of us don't know anything. We're just supposed to show up, meet up with, uh, actually, for some reason, Knuckles is coordinating this thing. Kind of scary. But, uh, you know, I had him, I had him volunteer for that because, you know, maybe he knows something. Let me know what's going on. But y'all, whoever shows up, supposed to talk to Knuckles. 
they get a spot, and that's it until given the signal for all clear. Well, what if we went on option A, but were really involved in option B, as in trying to make life easier for option B to happen? You see what I'm saying? Well, not that I really know what option B is, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. If anything does happen, who knows? She might, you you saw her in there, There's her whims. She might decide to go to Canada on a whim well, and say, you're my de- security detail. We're going to Canada. We're driving to Canada tonight. Put me down for option A for now, I guess. Yeah. Option A, all right. Meet up about 1030 or so. Down by down by the fountain. Talk to Knuckles. It'll get you sorted. All right. Where's Doc? He's he's laid up. He went on a bender last night and he's sleeping it off. Boy, that guy likes to party hard, doesn't he? Yeah. Apparently they have him on a short lease in Boston, so when he's not there, he likes to give his liver a bit of a workout. Ha <laughs> ha ha. I understand. I understand. Yeah, my other suits at the dry cleaners. Um the door opens up. You see one of the dishwashers poke his head out the door, and you hear from inside the kitchen, Rizzoli, get your skinny ass in here. Oh, well, guys, I guess that's my cue. All right. You're at home. See you City Square. Not seeing me. Seeing Knuckles. Seeing Knuckles. All right. And uh, he goes in. Door closes behind him. And you... Mm-hmm. Is all you can hear through the door. I still want to um, watch what happens when the car doesn't start. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys, guys go around the other side. Remember, there was a newsstand. Oh, the soda fountain that was yeah. near there. Uh, you gra- grab a couple of egg creams, come out, and kind of just meandering, you know, loitering on the sidewalk, whatnot. Give me your finest laudanum mixture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor. Comes out by himself. Jerks open the front door of the car. Plops inside. You see the suspension bounce as he as he gets in. Turns the engine. Shuts it off. Goes around, opens the hood, he starts fiddling with stuff. You can tell you can tell by the look on his face that you know he doesn't really have any idea what's going on. He can drive it, he can't fix it. Um just as that happens, uh some clouds roll in from the east and it just starts pouring down rain this is awesome (laughs) victor was under the hood and he feels like the torrential rains come down soak his suit he jumps up slams his head into the hood grabs the back of his head bends down he backs out from underneath the hood and just lifts his hands to the sky as as a clap of Thunder rolls somewhere in the distance. And he's just like, ah! <laughs> Closes the hood and just sits there for a moment. Just I mean, You see his large chest just heaving in the rain. And he turns and he just walks away. Just starts walking the opposite direction of the blue corner into the scattering crowd and disappears until he, when he's out of sight. Kind of get the feeling that the ending theme from the incredible. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Victor, Victor had enough. 
<laughs> Jimmy standing under an awning, drinking his laudanum egg cream, and just laughing, almost hysterically, I'm sure. <clears throat> now that is some fun. You want to go and tell Hauser and O'Brien about this, or do you want to drop the dime with the feds? Because I'm sick of all these moves. Uh, I don't know. Hauser and O'Brien wouldn't be of much use, just the two of them. Because the FBI might be able to bring some gunpowder to bear if we want to just cause a massive shootout. I am not unopposed to that. Well, I guess contacting the feds would be the way to go. But the other option would be to contact... Alright. <laughs> Maybe I take an ace of spades and write fountain tomorrow night and toss it where you cost it. You could do that and we could contact Hauser and O'Brien and just cause utter chaos which would be funny. But... It would be funny. Maybe we could make off with the uh, the payout. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Any, any part of it that ends up with us with the money would be great. That, that would be fantastic. And if we could take out one or more bosses, that would be even better. Well, do we want to table this until we can fill Brian in on it? And Yeah, at this point, we should probably get Brian in and see what he wants to do. Yeah, since this is okay. going to be a multi-person kind of operation, I don't think that... Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. We'll cut it there. All right. Thanks for playing, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to all you people out there in fucking sequestered land. And uh, if we survive all this, <laughs> you know, this was recorded during like week three or four of the horror of 2020. <laughs> I don't even know a week it is anymore. It's just all bleeds together. Dear, dear archaeologists. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, keep keep thirty one points, and we'll see you on the other side. Yep.